Hey, 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 thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today's show is sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. So my special guest today is Miss Barbara Hitching. Barbara has over 35 years of mentoring experience for uh, trauma survivors. She was also a volunteer rape victim advocate for five years and spent 25 years as a missionary. Having experienced God heal her broken heart, it is her deep desire to see dignity and hope restored to trauma survivors. So sit back and relax as I interview Miss Barbara Hitching on Wove Inspiration. Althea, I'm really excited to be here. Well, Barbara, go ahead and tell the audience about yourself. Well, as you mentioned, I was a missionary for 25 years, and I have have five children, one who's with the Lord now. I was divorced, and one of the things I really love to do is to mentor. I do spiritual mentoring and, and life coaching, and I especially love to help trauma survivors find dignity and hope in the midst of their despair and their shame. Dignity is really, really an important thing. Yeah, definitely. So what significant event in your life led you to pursue doing uh, mentoring as well as um, ministry in general? Well, it was very interesting that I was with Operation Mobilization and the Lord took me to Iran and I thought I was going there to do evangelism, but the Lord really had a different plan. I had just turned 25 and the leaders of the team there, Virgil and Martha Amos, a lovely couple had been kind of mentoring the young people on dealing with issues from the past. And so when I came from India they welcomed me onto their team and then they wanted to bring me up to to the others and so they started teaching me about that i needed to deal with issues from the past that anything that had hurt me things that were said or done to me i i was supposed to be writing it all down mm-hmm. and so one day as i was waiting before the lord in prayer just out of nowhere, this memory came back mm-hmm. of when I was five years old and my mother had taken me and locked me in the wine cellar. Now, we had moved from the city in a small apartment to the country to a farmhouse. And this farmhouse was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And there was a road that went around the the bend where we lived and as the lights shone into my bedroom i thought there were monsters in the bedroom because these shadows were lit up across 
the top of the ceiling and the, the upper part of the wall. Mm-hmm. And so as a five-year-old, in my mind, there were monsters in the room. I had no idea it was cars going by. Mm. And so I woke up one night and I needed to go to the bathroom, but I was terrified to get out of my bed because I knew as long as I stayed in my bed, I would be safe. But if I got out and went onto the open floor, then the monsters would get me. And so I stayed in my bed and I drifted off and I dreamt that I got up and went to the bathroom and in the morning, my bed was wet. Okay. Now, the first time that happened, my mom was very angry, and she spanked me. But then it happened a second time, and that day she was so furious. Now, she just had another baby, and she had now three children in diapers. So if, if we think about that, here's this poor mom yeah. with five kids, and three of them are in diapers. Wow. And now her five-year-old is suddenly wetting the bed. Yeah. And she didn't know the Lord, and she lost it. And in her fury, she grabbed me by the arm and dragged me through the upstairs, down a flight of stairs, through the downstairs, down the basement stairs, and then thrust me into this dark wine cellar that had not been used for goodness knows how long. Mm. And she locked the door and I'm crying on the door. Mommy, mommy, I'll be good. Please don't leave me. And I hear her footsteps receding and the door shuts. And then I heard the noise behind me. And I thought, that's where the monster lives. Mm -hmm. And I whirled around to protect myself. And as I did, I was enveloped in cobwebs and I didn't, I was so disoriented. I didn't know where the door was. And so I froze. So that memory was locked inside of me. And now 20 years later, the Lord is bringing it to the light. Wow. I, I fell apart. I -hmm. didn't know what to do with it. And basically, I went into post-traumatic stress disorder. And for three weeks, I I couldn't leave our little flat there in Iran. And the team were so supportive. They were such a blessing. God put me in just the right place to bless me. Mm -hmm. And part of what Virgil taught me was to begin to forgive my mother and to take what she did and compare it to the word of God and what was God's plan for me? What did he say about me? Well, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. He didn't lock me into a dark cellar because I was naughty. Right. He became my savior. And so that began the beginning of my journey to healing and really healing is a journey and So the people I tend to work with are people that have gone through trauma in childhood. Mm -hmm. And and for many of them, it's locked in their memory or it's just holding them into powerlessness and fear and shame. And so the Lord began with me there in Iran 
to teach me that there was a better way. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> that is amazing because a lot of times there are, there are adults that are out there that have had trauma in their life. And it's like that trauma just went into the back of their mind and, but it mm. took a particular circumstance or situation for it to, to come forward. Now, why, why do you think um, God at that appointed time revealed all of that trauma to you? Hmm. That's a good question. When I was in India and then in Nepal, I began to realize I had been a tomboy and I wasn't afraid of anything. And when I arrived in India, the room I was staying in with several other girls, one night a mouse appeared and jumped onto the bed of the one girl and jumped off the bed and then onto the sleeping bags of the others of us lying on the floor. Mm. And that awakened a fear of mice. And I'd always liked mice before. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Nepal, the Lord began to awaken in my mind that I was afraid of my dad, but I was also afraid of God. Okay. And not only did I have fear for my dad, but I actually hated him. That was, I mean, can you imagine being a missionary mm -hmm. and you realize you hate your dad? But then as I'm in prayer before the Lord, he showed me, actually, you hate me too. Mm, okay. And that was really very devastating. So it was after that I went to to Iran and my heart was such that I wanted to know the truth and now I'm in an environment where the team is all vulnerable and they're seeking God to walk in victory over their past mm -hmm. wow that is amazing and and it takes I know that there are some individuals that are in ministry that that are walking in hurt and they can tend to be non-effective in their ministry because they have not been completely healed. Yes. Um, and and it, it can actually start to affect the individuals that they're working with. So, you know, how, how important is it for women to seek counseling or seek some kind of uh, spiritual uh, guidance and, and finding out exactly, you know, are you, first of all, are you ready to go into ministry the way that God really wants you to go? Mm, yes. I think often in the church, we look down on people that have what you would call as a mental problem, mm -hmm. depression, or, or, or that are struggling emotionally. And I think, first of all, the church really needs to rally around those that are hurting. Yeah. Because what happened to me, I didn't choose that path. It was done to me. Mm -hmm. and, and that is true for many people across the world, that they've experienced traumas, not out of their own choice, but out of the choice of another. And so it's important to come around them and help them find a safe place yeah. where they can be honest. But I think for myself, 
I had to be honest. And when I realized that I had problems, I had to take ownership for them. Yeah. Because it was my choice to go on being angry. And, and it was my choice if I repressed it mm-hmm. and didn't deal with it. And so I just kind of threw myself on the Lord and, and he's so gracious and so kind. But yes. yes, if there's someone you can talk to, that is really important. But I encourage you, don't just talk to anyone. Right. Be careful because some people are not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And, and some people will not understand and will judge you. So seek out someone where you feel safe and who actually has gone through kind of a journey like I've gone through. Yeah. And that's just the beginning of my journey. Can I tell you a little bit more? Absolutely. Well, I got married. And then I started to have children. And what you said is true, that I was still hurting. And so that impacted my family. And one day I was sharing with a friend who was a missionary, a very dear lady. And I told her that I'm just carrying this ocean of pain and shame inside of me. I work so hard to be a good Christian, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I can't please God. And I just have this deep, deep pain inside of me. And she looked at me and she said, Barbara, have you ever invited Jesus into your past? Yeah. And I was shocked. And I said, no. And those words resonated with me. And so that night when I went home, I just got before the Lord and prayed and, and said, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my past. I, I want to welcome you into my past. And then he allowed me to remember this experience. Okay. And it was just like it was happening all over again. I was five years old. I wasn't a woman. I was five. And I was going through all the fear and the shock and the trauma of a little girl. And when my mother locked me into that cellar and I heard the monster behind me and I'm whirling around trying to protect myself, Mm -hmm. I was able to say, Jesus, Jesus, where are you? Are you here? And it was so amazing. Because a soft blue light illuminated that very old cellar, and Jesus was there. Wow. And he opened his arms, and like a five-year-old, I went running and leapt into his arms, and he held me to his breast. And I sobbed, and I sobbed, and I sobbed. And I mean, I really did cry. This wasn't There was a vision that I was experiencing, but I was living it. And then, you know how a little child, when they're so exhausted from crying, their little body is just kind of trembling and shaking and and, and kind of breathing funny. And, And so there I am, still held tightly in his arms. And then I felt something wet on my cheek. But it wasn't my tear, Althea. And I looked up in amazement. 
And like a little five-year-old, I touched the cheek of Jesus and he was weeping. He was weeping for me. Wow. And, and I, wow. And then he explained, cause I said, why? And I'm like a little girl. And, and he said, I'm weeping for you, my darling, because I never intended for this to happen to you. Mm. And I'm weeping for your mother that she would do such a thing to her little child that I gave her to protect and love. Ooh, and that then, is, wow. I, I can't tell you what those tears did because I had believed God allowed evil things to happen to me, many traumas through my life. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was because he hated me and that he didn't care, that he wasn't hearing my prayer. But there Jesus was weeping for me. Yeah. And then yeah. he did something sweet. He turned and he showed me there were a bunch of spiders and he held out his hand and the spiders jumped onto the hand of their creator and they were dancing for joy. <laughs> like a five-year-old, I laughed and I put my hand next to his and one little spider jumped onto my hand and I just giggled like a five-year-old. <laughs> and then he turned and showed me there was a little family of mice, no monster, just a little family of mice. And then we heard footsteps in the distance and he put his hand next to mine and he took the spider back and he put them all back on the web. The Lord is so complete yes. in what he does. He even cared about the spiders. Wow. And then he said, Barbie, I'm going to turn out my light now and I'm going to set you down, but I want you to know I am always with you no matter what happens. And he set me down on the ground and the light went out. And a minute later, the lock was opened on the cellar door and it was opened and I was set free. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I got chills. It's <laughs> <That is> amazing. <laughs> Isn't he wonderful? He is phenomenal. And, and, and to know that, it, you can be set free. I know that there are women that find it really challenging to believe that God can love them where they are mm, and love yes. them through the, the hurt and the pain and the shame and the guilt and, and all of that, that ugly stuff. He can love them through all of that. Yeah. It's possible to it's be possible. loved out of all of that. So that is an amazing, wow, that, wow, I got chills. <laughs> that is awesome. So what, what, what's keeping you motivated doing what you do as a, as a mentor? 35 years of mentoring, what, what is keeping you motivated? Well, healing is a process and it's a journey. And the Lord has been doing different things in my life over the years. Mm -hmm. But he's given me a love for hurting people. I love people. And, and when you have a treasure, you want to share it. Yes. And, and so there is something so thrilling when a person realizes, really realizes that God is a loving daddy 
who's not cruel and harsh, but who values them and wants relationship with them. There's something so precious about walking with the Lord and it and to experience the comfort and encouragement of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I've experienced that. And I just, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, where yeah. you're in the Word and you, you, you meditate, you pray, and the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit talks to you and communes with you and comforts you and, and takes away the shame, takes away the guilt, and gives mm-hmm. you a new identity and a reason for living. And so he's put in my heart a love for people that are hurting. Yeah. So how are you able to deal with disappointments in your life? Because everybody, you know, has their ups and downs. Um, As believers in Jesus Christ, it it has to be taught that everything is not going to be peaches and cream (laughs) all the time. So how do you keep yourself motivated when when things aren't going the way that you want them to go? Well, there's several things. First of all, life is messy. Things just don't work out the way we dream and imagine. And the Lord, part of my journey is the Lord has had me studying the brain and studying the word of God. And when we put the two together, something amazing happens because we learn to be victims and we take that as our identity. And I lived with that for so many years. So when something happened, I'd immediately go back into that victim mentality. But to learn that my brain is plastic, it can change. (laughs) And if I am in the word of God, immersing myself in the word, if I'm learning to speak the truth over myself, to choose life and to reject the lies of the enemy, to be grateful to when I'm hurting, I just talk to the Lord. If I feel like I'm angry with him, Mm -hmm. I tell him if I'm grieving, I do it in his presence. So really that's part of it. I live in his presence and whatever is going on inside me, I share it with him. Mm-hmm. And, and he helps me work through those disappointments. So there may be someone out there that feels as though they are just so far gone that God could, could never love them, that um, God is like disappointed in, in things in their past that... Um, things that have happened to them mm. are not um, rectifiable. Um, what what do you tell the your mentees when they are trying to pull themselves out of that, but they just feel like I I just don't think I'm good enough for God? What would you tell them? Mm, that's a good question. I'd say stop trying. <laughs> you you're never going to pull yourself out. Yeah. The Lord promises to reach down and lift you out and set you on the rock. He's the rock. And one of my the favorite things, because I used to think I was too evil, too bad for God to save. And the Apostle Paul says, I am the chief of sinners. Yes. And the Lord showed me that and said, if he's the chief and I could save him and use him, 
in such a beautiful way, then I can save you too. No one is so far gone that God can't transform them into something beautiful. And God loves to take a person that's broken and bring healing and invest dignity in them. In fact, it's so exciting that when you come to know Jesus as your Savior, the Heavenly Father becomes your Father. He adopts you into His family. Mm-hmm. But He sets His seal of approval on you. And that seal is the Holy Spirit of God. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is there with you. And, and He's not going to be in a place where there's no hope. He, he brings Jesus who is hope. And so first come to Jesus and experience the wonder of him washing away your sins and cleansing you. And then accept his righteousness as your own. It's so exciting. I used to think I had to be good. And the Lord showed me, stop trying to be good <laughs> and just let Jesus and his righteousness be the garment you wear. Yeah. Rest under his righteousness. Mm-hmm. We tend to um, go into like a legal, legalistic mindset in that we have to have our I's dotted and our T's crossed and every, mm-hmm. and we can never mess up. But God is like, I got you. And, yes. and, and oh, wait, I have grace. Yes. My grace is sufficient. It is. It really is. It is. And so, and I can give you the peace that surpasses all understanding when you are feeling overwhelmed, like you've done, you feel like you've done everything you could possibly do, but just rest in him and allow him to, to cover you and to, to comfort you and to help you to get to where he wants you to go. If you just let go, I've all, I always use the, the, the term, um, just be f- just be liquid and just go with the flow. Oh, go with the flow uh-huh. of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, yes. You cannot go wrong. You can't. And he'll take you right where he wants you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's straight to the Father's heart, really, where he holds us close. Yes. So where do you see yourself, your ministry, let's say a year from now? Mm, that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm praying that the Lord will open up doors of opportunity to speak okay. publicly, but I'm also working on writing down some of my story and I'm hoping that will be done and, and be printed as a book. So that's where I'm moving toward is to, to do that. Also, I have a, a YouTube channel now. And, and I'm starting to do weekly little videos on Facebook Live and then on YouTube. Okay. And I also have a blog that I publish every week. And just trying to get contact with individuals that really seriously are interested in, in walking in the truth. And, yes. and who are willing to be changed. Absolutely. Where can people find you on social media and and what is your website? Okay, my website is barbarahitching.com. 
Barbara Hitching, H-I-T-C-H-I-N-G dot com. Okay. My YouTube is Transformative U, and it's the letter U, not the word U. Okay. And on Facebook, Barbara Hitching, I have my own page. Um, that's the easiest way. And if they connect with my website, there's a contact information. They could get in touch with me there and write questions or, or whatever. Awesome. Awesome. So what inspiring word would you like to leave with our listening audience? Hmm. I'd like to say you are an incredible person. You were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. You have great value. You are not shameful. You are not uh, defined by the abuse or traumas you've experienced. You you will have experienced injustice. That's part of life. Yeah. But know that that didn't come from the Father. That came from the enemy of our soul to wound you and to enslave you and ultimately to hold you in bondage and destroy you. Yeah. But the Lord Jesus wants to take that injustice, that trauma, that shame, that you have experienced and he wants to use it as a stepping stone for you to know him and to experience the blessing and the touch of the savior. You are an incredible person and God has given you the ability to choose life. The one that hurt you doesn't have the final word. God has given you the final word. And if you choose Jesus Christ, who is the word, if you invite him into your life, then he is going to transform you and make you a mighty warrior who walks in love and forgiveness and joy and thanksgiving, who triumphs over evil instead of evil triumphing over you. Amen. So don't give up. Don't give up. Ooh, that's powerful. Yes. Barbara, it has been a pleasure and honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you and your, your, I just, ooh, your presence, your spirit is just like, wow. You guys, you have got to check out her YouTube videos. Go on to her website. That's barbarahitching.com. Let me spell it for you. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-C-A-C-I-T-C-H-I-N-G.com. BarbaraHitching.com. Barbara, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the Monday edition. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts where you can leave a comment about the show. If you are interested in being a part of this show and want to be a guest and share your inspirational story, email me at woveinspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea. I hope you guys have an awesome day. 
keep moving forward and God bless.